Hello, and welcome to Media Monday Show. As always, I'm not Gino. And I'm not John. And this is episode 75. 74! We're a quarter, three quarters of the way there. To the end? Yeah, at the end of civilization as we know it. The world's going to end once we hit 100? Yeah, when we hit 100 episodes, the world just suddenly just stops. The okay. simulation is over, and then we can just restart it. And then it inverts and goes back the other way, right? That's right, yes. We're, we're inverting podcasts here. Yeah, we'll just start, we'll just start, you know, it'll just be played backwards. You'll have to do the work <laughs> to re-invert it. Uh, but this is set to come out November 30th of 2020. Almost the year that over. End. Oh, no. I, I fully expect it to be, you know, December 32nd. Right. 2020. I don't know. Yeah. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? I did. Uh, we made a big old feast for the family. Just me and wife and the girls. Um, and we had leftovers for days. We... We just fin- we actually ordered a pizza tonight because all we have left is just turkey and we're kind of tired of that. Yeah, leftover for days. That is the way of things. It is the way. It is. Uh, but I got my pumpkin pie and had all my favorite sides and everything, and it was good. The girls helped me prepare a lot of the stuff, so it was nice. Cool. Zizi did a lot of the chopping, and Violet did a lot of the mixing and mashing. And dinner was only two hours late. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, ours was a little later than expected. Like, just because things took longer to cook than expected. Yeah. I I also smoked the turkey, and so it's one of those things where I was expecting it to be done at three, and it actually took an extra two hours for those last couple degrees. <laughs> for some reason, I was taking smoke the turkey as like a... Uh, like some sort of like an innuendo as a, a like euphemism. A, a euphemism. Yeah, I thought you were saying like was gonna cook, but I smoked the turkey and then lost track. Oh of yeah, time. I smoked the turkey. I did. <laughs> and the next thing I know, the kids are like starving. Yeah. And I was all like, "Smoke this turkey, and you won't forget. You'll forget about it." That's right. That's right. And that's when we ordered the pizza. <laughs> Days later. Days later. Uh, anyway. Um, I had to pet the fuzzy wall until I came out of it. <laughs> uh, that's a great movie. And by great, I mean terribly great. Uh, let's see here. You want to get into some news? We got lots of news. We got plenty of news. We got news for days. The smoked turkey worth of news here. <laughs> Hopefully you won't lose track of time. And forget to eat it always works out to a tight 90 we're we're all good i I feel like we're a little low on content so i'm stretching things out although we we've we've got because there's not a lot of new releases but there's a fair amount of news and man have we watched a lot of stuff we have between the two of us we we have watched a decent amount all right right. Uh, Uh, i think you put the first thing i did uh so conan o'brien that is his name, right? Yeah, I yes. think so. 
like Conan is just what you see everywhere. You don't see O'Brien anywhere. That's true. He's kind of become the whole Madonna or share of the talk host world. Uh, after 28 years of being a talk show host, he is stepping down and is doing a variety show on HBO Max. I mean, it's uh, like the a same weekly variety show instead of like a nightly talk show. Ah, uh, okay. That, that's going to give him a bit more time, but it's the same like job that he's going to be doing. Yeah, but like he's no longer going to be on like. I guess he hasn't been on like broadcast TV either for the last because he's been on TBS, right? Yeah. But I don't know. He's been late night talk show for twenty eight years. And that's that's an impressive career. I remember like I don't know like two thirds of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember when he was a writer on Saturday Night Live. You know. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I, I was like, I rem- I'm older than 28 years old, but I don't. I don't remember watching TV. I do longer than like 28 years ago. My family watched that live. It's it was one of our things. Really? I yeah. wasn't allowed to. I didn't stay up very late, but I do remember parts of it sometimes. And, uh, I remember I would stay up in high school and watch Conan. Be like, if I'm up past the past Conan, then I'm up too late. <laughs> yeah. Half past Conan. Yes. And my favorite things were, like, Triumph the Insult Comic Dog and, like, I don't know. There were other things that came from stuff like that. Anyway, um, moving on. So uh, Universal had done the, the the window with AMC, and they've done something similar. They've come to a deal with something similar with uh, Cinemark, and then uh, in Canada, Cineplex. Yeah. Where um, if it's a movie that has made less than $50 million, then it's going to be a 17-day window. If it's more yeah. than $50 million, then it's going to be a 31-day window. Yeah, yeah. Which is still much less than the 90 days. It, it is. It's going to allow movies to come out on their digital platforms and all that kind of stuff a lot quicker. And it's going to be a lot more, like, a lot quicker turnaround. Like, I mean, I used to work in a video store where things would come out, like, this upcoming Friday. And people would come in asking me, yeah. oh, do you have that new movie? And I'd be like, no, it's not. it's not even in theaters yet. And they're all like, oh, so come back Friday? And it's like, yeah, come back and go to the theater on Friday. Huh. Yeah. But, you know, if there is any video stores out there, you know, they're going to be able to say, yeah, it's available now. You just go to HBO Max. Yeah. Instead of coming to the video store. Yes. I, I don't know. Like, I guess, like, there's family videos still in business i mean in smaller towns you're going to have you're going to have at least a business where video rental is a thing i guess are Redbox still a thing yeah Redbox is still a thing they no longer do video games though they they purge their entire collection of those i bet i don't know everything's all streaming now it is yeah 
But I don't know. There's going to be places, especially where internet is poor, where you're still going to get like a video store. Yeah, especially for like higher quality copies of things. Yeah. Like, I'm still going to go and rent a 4K Blu-ray and then rip it to my <laughs> media library and take it back. Sure. I don't know. I don't know why anybody would. Yeah. I don't. I don't get it. Anyway. <laughs> um. So Kazakhstan is requesting that Borat not be considered for, um, any Academy Awards. Okay. Uh, because of its uh portrayal and also the way that it uh, like the the logical explanation they're giving is the way that it abuses um, other people like um. Uh, the babysitter in the the movie and all kinds of things and how it's unscripted and it's, you know, they're, they're, they're basically saying we, we, we acknowledge this person exists, but we, we really don't want you awarding them at all for it. Now you haven't watched that yet. Have you? I have not. No. Okay. I might get around to watching it sometime. Um, I don't know. It's supposed to be like bringing greatness back to Kazakhstan. Well, no, the thing is, uh, Kazakhstan on their like uh, on their tourism website, it says "very nice" and like a couple other Borat catchphrases. Okay. Um, of which they used to they they used to very strictly disavow anything having to do with Borat. Okay. But they're actually they were getting some people who were traveling specifically because of Borat. And they're like, okay, let's capitalize on this. It's like, okay, he's coming out with another movie. So, you know, they're reaping the benefits, but they're all like, yeah, he still doesn't depict our country well. Hmm. Fair enough. What else you got? Um, let's see. Did I write the next one? Yep. Okay. Um, so Monster Hunters will, uh, is scheduled to come out, uh, on Christmas Day of this year, and it's supposed to have the full window of release, um, where it's in theaters the entire time. Like um, the 90 days? Yeah, the full 90 days. Do you know? It does not have, it, it does not currently, or at least as far as I'm aware, it does not currently have anything for streaming or any other platforms or anything. They're they're going full hog. The, uh, the movie theaters will be open and we will release it and it'll have the full window. I don't think that'll happen. Looks like that's a Sony Pictures. I haven't heard anything about Sony. Um, like making any deals to shorten their windows or anything, so... I guess it makes sense that it would be a full 90-day window. Yeah. Are you saying you don't think it'll actually hit theaters on the 25th? Oh, I don't think any theaters will actually be open. Fair enough. Yeah. I think after two weeks after Thanksgiving, um, I think the pandemic will be in full force and we'll be under another lockdown. Okay. So, yeah, I don't think there are going to be any theaters open. All right, then. Way to be optimistic. Hey, I am. I'm, optimi- I'm optimistic that 
we will be able to watch this movie, just not in a theater. All right. So uh, moving on, uh, the writers of Bob's Burgers are doing the script for uh, Deadpool three. Yeah, and I've actually got news later on. Uh, it's already it's it's officially uh, starting its pre production. Nice. I'm I'm interested to see how these writers do something that's that's rated R. Is it rated R? Do yeah, I've heard it's, it is going to be rated R. Okay, because I could really see them releasing a PG thirteen and then later on releasing the rated R version. Maybe. Because this is Disney. It is officially part of the MCU and everything. Oh, I saw a thing. Um, like that there's going to be like an adult Disney Plus. Really? Um, like that's... Like they, there, it was hinted in the... Like, like somebody saw stuff that's for like the stockholders. Like, uh-huh. I don't know, like meeting or whatever. Like... Sure. And um, Share, shareholders, it, yeah, meeting. Like, yeah. So, uh, like it's supposed to. They were hinting at a adult Disney Plus. Okay, would it be separate from the current Disney Plus? We don't know anything about it. Just adult Disney okay. Plus. <laughs> I mean, they've got a huge catalog now, and no place to show it. It seems so. Yeah, I don't know. I can see them. Having it be like a second part of a, and then charging more for it, I could see them doing that. Yeah, I could see them upcharging. Yeah, for access to it. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that might happen, and if so, then they do their R-rated stuff there. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I watched. Uh... Deadpool 2 last night. I watched the the Christmas special. Okay. Which I'd not seen before. And I enjoyed. And I'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, in other news, uh, Ken Jennings is uh, set to host Jeopardy and replace Alex Trebek. Now he's like the, the interim host, right? Not like this is not a permanent thing. Uh, as far as I know, it's they're, they're set until they find somebody else, I guess. Right. Uh, but, but he is going to be the host. I can see them doing like guest hosts. Sure. I, I can see them doing that for the next year until they find somebody they're going to settle on. Apparently the internet wants, um, what's his face? LeVar Burton. Yeah, I can see that. I, I'm all for the reading, reading rainbow coming to Jeopardy. Yeah. I don't know. See, I've, I've not watched an episode of Jeopardy in quite a few years, so... Okay. I, I don't feel as though I can bring any anything really to this conversation. I, I was like, like, I haven't watched just... in, like, a few days. Yeah. No, I actually haven't watched in, like, a couple weeks, but I, I have watched recently. Okay. I know there was a big uh, Alex Trebek... Um, like Thanksgiving fare, farewell from Thanksgiving where they had pre-recorded his statement. Yeah, I haven't actually watched that, but I heard about it. Yeah. So, you know, that exists. Okay. Uh we have a date for uh WandaVision. 
which is uh, January 15th. Yeah. Which is um, interesting um, because uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier were supposed to come out long before WandaVision. Yeah. Um, but I know that WandaVision has like real time things to go with the movies and they're all like, they probably need to get that out so that it can line up with like the Spider-Man and Doctor Strange and that stuff. Yeah. I mean, the pandemic's really uh, screwed up their entire release schedule. So yeah, it has. I mean, they might just, they might release it and just be like, okay, this is, you know, not timeline canon. I Maybe. don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it's supposed to come on January 15th. I really have no idea what it actually is, other than a Disney Plus thing. You don't know what WandaVision is? I mean, I, I know it has to do with, like, the Scarlet Witch and the Vision. Right. Like, I have no idea what We, the we really don't know is. either. Like, they haven't, they've given us a trailer. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's, like, Vision's mind trying to cope with death or rebirth or Wanda, just her fractured psyche or... Yeah, you know, something in between know. or something doing something. I mean, I, I really just have no idea. Um, let's see. Uh, Dave Chappelle is asking for people to boycott HBO Max and their and to not watch the Chappelle Show. Yeah, I heard it was also on Netflix until he asked them to pull it down, and they did. Yeah. Um, because he is not getting any royalties or any payment at all for any of that. Which I think is kind of a messed up thing. Yeah. I mean, they're literally using his, his, his name, you know? Right. You would think that he would have to have a cut of that and it's just, that's just weird. Yeah. I don't know. They're probably just like, well, you didn't sign up for any streaming rights when you made the show. You can be all like, well, yeah, streaming wasn't a thing when I made the show. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, I don't know, like. But now he's all like, y'all got any more of that streaming money? Exactly. Yeah, scratching his neck and everything, as the meme goes. Um, so also, Zack Snyder apparently has used Zoom to film a, a scene with the actor that played the Flash. Okay. And I just people need to quit asking for the Snyder cut because obviously it doesn't. It's not going to be good. He's literally using Zoom to film shit. Right. <laughs> he oh, did no. not have a plan. There was no Z Snyder cut beforehand. Like, the Snyder Cut's going to be like a mini-series, because it's coming in like six different parts. Really? Yeah. Uh, uh, Zack Snyder is a great director of photography. He is really good at taking an image and turning it into a motion picture scene. He is not a good director. He is a horrible director, and he's not capable of getting good talent to come through on the screen and the fact that people are just because 
you know, Justice League was a pile of shit, which actually I've not seen. I've seen clips through it. Okay. But I refuse to actually watch it because I don't need to waste that level of time. I, I saw most of it in theaters. And you fell asleep. I did, but that's that's the narcolepsy. I fell I fell asleep during like the action scene. Yeah, I mean, I I don't like. If I feel as though everything that I know about the movie and his other movies, I don't. I I obviously didn't pay to see it in theaters. Right. And I would not pay to see it anywhere. Like, it just they need to stop. They need to stop giving him movies. <laughs> That's right. Fighting words, Snyder. Fighting words. Bring it. Even though you could probably buy and sell me a dozen times over. And you've made officially more movies than I'll ever make. Right. But I'm still judging you for it. You should start making movies. Home movies. I, I should. That I'll, are like start 15 minutes movies. long and then you can catch up. That's true. All right. In COVID news, uh, Bloomhouse, the, the motion picture studio. Mm-hmm. It does a lot of horror films. Okay. Uh, the The CEO of it has said that um, that the PPE is adding ten to twenty percent on all of their budgets. So I, it's I making suppose, horror movies yeah. a lot more expensive. Aren't they all wearing masks anyway? I mean, the killer is. But, <laughs> you know, nobody else is. But he's saying that you know between like uh, the film crew. Uh, the cast, um, all the extra people, the set workers, all that kinds of stuff. Um, it's it's adding a lot of money, which the thing is, the only thing horror movies have going for themselves is that they're cheap. Right. Which is which is why it's like 10 to 20%. If it were like, you know, like a a, a big expensive movie, it's, it's probably like 2%. I mean, the thing is that it's 10 to 20%, yes. But the thing is, is that it's not like... There's a lot of standards currently in Hollywood for what denotes an actual safe environment for your actors and, you know, crew and all that kinds of stuff. And that number is only going to go up. Yeah. And we get, because the thing is, the, the only thing that you don't ever see or hear about is animated horror movies. Okay. And so COVID itself could very well put a big stake in the heart of horror films. <laughs> see what you because if there. you can't if you can't get them out cheap and then there's not a um there's not a theater scene to funnel these things into they're not going to make money because they don't make as much money as um as um as streaming because there's just so many other things that people can just stream it's like i'll just stream you know the shining or something else that's really good right as opposed to pay like a premium to see this shitty movie that I would have seen with popcorn and with my girlfriend. Right. And made a night of it. You know? I guess like horror movie lovers are, are going to have Shudder and are going to get a lot of horror movies that way. Yeah, but those are, that's a collection of older horror movies. No, they're it? putting out necessarily... like their own content now. Okay. Well, even then, it's still making it's cutting into those profit margins, right? Because, quite frankly, I could make, I could write, direct, produce, 
a horror film for let's say twenty thousand dollars, and I know that I'm going to at least double my money. Yeah, I think anybody in the world, if you have fifty thousand dollars to burn, you could write a horror movie that'll make a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. And the thing is, is that if those margins get smaller and smaller and smaller, then people just won't do it. Right. Um, let's see. In other COVID news, Cineworld in the UK has officially filed for insolvency. Which means that they officially don't have enough money to pay all of the people that they owe money to. Like all of their landlords and... Okay. All those kinds of things. It doesn't mean that they're bankrupt, but it means this is the step you go through right before you declare bankruptcy. Okay. They're basically saying, hey, if you give us more time, we might be able to pay you back. But it means we can't pay you right now. So no interest and, you know, just give us time and we'll come back to this. But if they don't agree to that, then they're like, okay, fine. We're going to have to, you know, file Chapter 11 and and... Everybody ships out, and you just get whatever piece of the pie you can. Yeah. All right, and because of all of these things, and because of the focus on Disney+, Plus, uh, and the fact that even though Disney didn't technically lose any money this year, uh, they're set to fire uh, 32,000 employees uh, by, the, by the beginning of next quarter. Okay. Um, and it's because they are focusing mostly on um, Disney Plus and digital releases as opposed to, you know, filming for, you know, theatrical releases and filming live action movies and all kinds of stuff. So they're going to lay off a lot of people. So that sucks. Yeah. I don't know. Are these all movie people that are? Uh, I mean, are they? Are the parks no, still it's, open? It, it's more. It's it's people who are involved with the parks. It's people who are involved in like, uh, like the 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 business side of things. Like you know, people who are taking up cubicle space, and which they're not going to have these physical locations with people in them. So they might as well just go ahead and get rid of the people. Yeah, gotcha. And and that way, you know, it saves them from losing some money. Um, in other Disney news, um, there's a lawsuit a brewing uh, because of the print versions of Star Wars and Aliens. Um, and so what happened was the person who wrote the the novelizations of Star Wars and Aliens the books have never been actually out of print. They've been in print this entire time and grossly popular. Okay. And the, the guy who wrote them uh, contacted Disney and says, Hey, I've not gotten any of my royalty checks from aliens or star Wars. And Disney responded with, yeah, we bought these properties. We did not buy their, um, we did not buy their contracts associated with them. And he's all like, hey, that's not the way that works. You owe me money. And anybody else who has written for any of these things that were involved with Fox or Lucas or anything. Right. 
because um, I mean, if the way Disney wants it, if they then all it would take would okay, I wrote a book, I wrote a bestseller, and then I sold the movie rights to you know someplace like Disney, and then Disney just immediately sells it for the exact same price to um, Fox or to uh, to Universal's or something like that, and then all of a sudden I don't get any paychecks. And then they buy it back for the exact same amount. That way you can cut out all the, the liabilities that you have. Which is just bullshit. And apparently Disney's been doing this with a lot of people. This person's just the most vocal. And okay. he's all like, hey, I'll take you to court. Yeah, that could be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah. Because this will set up some precedents one way or another. Yeah. Um, so we talked about uh, what's her face from the uh, Mandalorian with her. Yeah, Gina, Gina Cario or something like that. Yeah. Um, and how everybody was up in arms about her tweets and stuff. Uh, yeah, Gina Carano. Okay. That, that uh, is the actress's name, Gina Carano. Her character was supposedly set to have a spinoff. Uh, and because of all this, it sounds like it's been canceled. Yeah, which I think is kind of rough. Yeah. I mean, I get why Disney's doing this. I hope it's not setting up to fire her. Yeah. I think that... I mean, I don't agree with her statements at all or her political view or anything. Um, but I don't think that an actor should, just for having an opinion, right, should be fired or, or you know, not able to get work. I agree. Um, Kurt Russell actually came out and said that uh, he thinks that actors having a political stance are ruining the craft. Uh, he says that uh, he, he admitted that he was apparently, in his own words, a hardcore libertarian. But okay. he said, you won't ever see me backing up any presidential candidate or, you know, anything along those lines. Because he, the way he views it is actors should be a blank canvas who are able to slide into any role and be projected upon by any person watching the shows. And so if you in your personal life, if you have opinions, then it's going to make it so that when people watch your movies or your shows, they're not going to be able to um, identify with the character because they're not capable of identifying with the actor. And I agree with that to a, to a certain level. Yeah, um, I don't know. Being a libertarian is is... Like, I don't know. I my my experience with like celebrity libertarians is that they're not very vocal about their views. Like they don't go around backing people. They're just all like, "Well, I'm gonna be a libertarian on my own," and um, and that sounds very much what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's 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 him making a statement without giving up information. I don't know. Uh, but but the thing is that I, I think that actors, I think you can back a political party, but I don't think you need to necessarily put yourself out there. And I think Twitter is a big part of that. 
obviously if she didn't have a Twitter, that these would have just been statements that she's made to the press on a couple occasions. Yeah. And could be much easier overlooked. And also you can say, well, you misquoted me. I didn't actually say that. But if you put it out on Twitter and it's your own handle and everything, then you can obviously say, you know, it's like, no, this is what you said and this is what you believe. Which is why you'll find our Twitter at Media Monday Show <laughs> uh, to never have anything politically aligned one way or another. I'm going to start making political posts. Just to Okay, start well, posts. I mean, it won't be from, you know, not Gino. <laughs> yes. These are all not John posts. I'm going to yep. go like, not John is terrible. Not like, John I mean, said this. Not John says that John is terrible. Yes. Not John thinks that this John <laughs> uh, is a dumpster fire. And I have recordings for when he, re he uh, runs for president. Yeah, Gino is always recording, like testing out our levels and everything uh, right before we start recording to the point where also he'll say something and I'll respond and then I'll hear myself respond. And it always throws me off and he's just casually recording me and I'm going to run for president one day and then all of a sudden all these you know audio clips are going to come out of me saying a lot of horrible stuff and quite frankly 100% of it is edited. My, uh, I'm my favorite go part is where is when like I'll play back the recording and you'll hear it and start responding to it again. I will, yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, he must not have heard me earlier. <laughs> what um, are you doing? Oh, I'm just doing this. And all of a sudden I'll hear myself going, well, I'm just doing this. Yeah. All right. Uh, another Disney news. Uh, Disney stock is officially back to its pre-COVID levels. Thanks mostly to Disney Plus. Yeah. I mean, obviously, without it, they would have took a really big hit this year. And honestly, by just having their stock back at the same level it was, that's technically a big hit. Yeah. The but, stock I mean, market hit new highs. It did as soon as... Did you... I mean, we could have a little bit of a political discussion right now. <laughs> Uh, let's just carry on. Let's just keep going. Okay. All right. Uh, so Netflix news, uh, Sean Levy, the director of Stranger Things, has signed a $1 billion deal with Netflix, or $1 billion deal with Netflix, uh, giving them uh, first look options on any movies he does, and, um, and then any options for any television series he does. For the next, I think, four or five years. Okay. Has um, he done other which things means... than Stranger Things? What's that? Has he done other things than Stranger Things? I don't know. I think he has. Um, let's see here. Uh, Night at the Museum? Yeah. Night at the Museum... Uh, Arrival, Cheaper by the Dozen. Uh, here's a bunch of things. Let's see here. Um, date Night, Real Steel. Oh, we did the internship! Oh, that was the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, I mean, 
wow, Netflix has got us still here. I mean, that's. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's producing Free Guy. Okay. Uh, which is uh, the Ryan Reynolds thing where he's an NPC. I'm sorry, he's directing that. Yes. Um, but yeah, he's he's got quite the quite the okay. thing behind him. Um, but anyway, yeah. So Netflix, they get first option on any movies that he's doing, and they get just basically any television series that he wants to do. Cool. Yeah. So you know, good for him. Yeah. I I mean, I didn't even watch the last season of Stranger Things. In all reality, the first, in my opinion, the first season was the best, and it just went downhill from there. Yeah. Did you watch? Did you watch any of it? I watched uh, the first two seasons. I think. Okay. Yeah, I watched the first two. I haven't watched um, the third. I, I have a lot of people saying, "Oh, the second season is so much better. It's just it gets better and better." And I watched the second season. It's like, no, the first season was perfect. And they're like, "Yeah, but it left it on a cliffhanger." It's like, yeah, that's what all horror movies do. <laughs> it needed to end on a cliffhanger. But anyway, um, so yeah, he's he signed a one billion dollar deal for the next, I think, four years. Okay. I mean, how much can you produce in four years? That's that's worth a billion dollars. I don't know. I mean, the thing is, that he's he's coming out with you know, Stranger Things was a huge hit for Netflix. Yeah. And quite frankly, if he's involved with, you know, Night at the Museum, Free Guy, The Internship, Real Still, Date Night, um, Just Married, fat, uh, Big Fat Liar, you know, just about anything involving Ryan Reynolds and, you know, right. Owen Wilson and uh, Vince Vaughn and all that and everything, you know, he's he's going to come up with gold. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they have some sort of minimum amount of projects that they have to yeah i'm sure that he has to i'm sure he has to produce at least one television show or television series for them and maybe at least write a couple movies of which they might pass on but i don't see why they would yeah i don't know uh moving on yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 is set to come out in theaters on December 25th, uh, yes. like it has been. Uh, but it's also going to hit HBO Max on that day as well. Yeah. So and, we'll see what actually happens. Um, yeah. I doubt they will push back an HBO Max release if the theaters are closed. No, it'll it'll just come out as scheduled. There. Yeah, I think it's going to come out on HBO Max on the twenty fifth, no matter what, even if the it doesn't come out in theaters. Yeah, I think this is just a way to make um, the theaters happy. It's like, oh well, we made an attempt. Right. Yeah. But um, AMC has come out uh, talking about this, saying that they are on board with what uh, Warner is doing. I mean, they kind of have to say that. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's one thing for places like um, Cineworld and um, Regal and 
AMC to like say that about like you know smaller studios like Universal, but Warner Brothers and Disney and I don't know, like you're not going to give them any pushback at all. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, they're obviously not happy about this. Yeah, but I'm quite frankly, the theaters were holding some movies hostage where they obviously can do better on a digital platform than what they could there, but the studios couldn't do anything about it. So I don't know. I I think that the whole industry will restructure a lot over the next few years. And, you know, and, and, you know, until we hit episode 100, we'll be here to cover it for you. Yes. And then we'll be able to cover all the things that we've already covered just backwards. Yes. Um, I think that's it for the news, unless you've got more. Yeah, I don't have anything else. You want to get into new releases? All right. So Netflix has a series. It's uh, Selena, the series. And I thought it was going to be a big series, but I think actually it's a... Let's see here. I think it's only... Yeah, it's a two-part series. (laughs) It's a two-part series? Oh, wait. No, no. Okay, it's a two-part series with the first part spanning six episodes. So there's there's going to be like 12 episodes of this Selena series. Okay. Um, Selena. Like... The pop star Selena Quintanilla Quintanilla, yeah, yeah, who was played by JLo, right? Originally, I believe so, yeah, 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 and I mean, that's, that's interesting. This is played by uh Christian Serratos, okay, um. I don't know who that is. Best known for playing Rosita Espinosa on The Walking Dead. Okay, that doesn't help me either, so. Nope. Uh, she was also in the Twilight movies. The Twilight movies? Okay, I might actually know her better from that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then. She played Susie Crabgrass in Nickelodeon series Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. Oh, okay. That really help you there? Or you just Oh no, I'm just I'm just full. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um well yeah, she's playing Selena. It's... Okay, well good for her. Um and then Apple TV Plus has a docu series, uh, like a nature documentary series, called yeah. Earth at Night in Color. How'd they do that? Um, it uses innovative technology to capture bright HD footage of the nocturnal habits of animals around the globe. I mean, that sounds really cool. It's got six episodes streaming on the fourth be followed by a second batch of six episodes uh, arriving sometime next year. Okay. Alright, that sounds really cool. I just, I didn't, I didn't realize that technology existed. Yeah. I suppose, like, there's, like, the, the night sight stuff on phone cameras and stuff now, right? 
I bet they can just apply that sort of technology to video and shoot the shit out of some nighttime animals and a lot of bats. Yes, probably. Ninety percent bats is what this is going to be about. <laughs> That's what they were thinking about calling it. Ninety percent bats. <laughs> Uh, Bats squeaking in color. Do what? Bats squeaking in color. Squeaking in color. Because they they use echolocation? Yeah, and everybody knows echolocation is black and white. Yes. At least mine is. <laughs> I have the old model. That's true. You need to upgrade those video cards you got there, Gino. My, my echolocation chip i live with gino and every night he would just come out going food Food. (laughs) also we'd hear the refrigerator door open it's like oh good he found it (laughs) uh let's see here uh nbc has a show called nurses which is just another like Medical drama, but from the view of nurses. Yeah. I mean, like every single medical drama has a bunch of nurses. And obviously the, this show will have doctors, presumably. Probably. It, it just seems a little pandering to me, but, you know, that's fine. Uh, this is a Canadian series, actually. Um, oh, so what's it all about? Right. Uh, it is, it's actually filmed in Toronto and it's supposed to be set in Toronto. Well, that's interesting. Most things usually are not set in Toronto. Right. Toronto itself is barely set in Toronto. That's true. I'm not even sure, you know, what part of the globe it's, it's on. (laughs) And really that's, that's kind of it for new TV. Uh, there's a lot of like. Returning stuff, I guess. Actually, there's there's a lot of like specials, like Christmas specials, and well, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess Netflix has like four comedy specials that I just glossed over because they're they're people I've never heard of, and yeah, and I'm sure we could probably cover like five episodes on just the Hallmark movies coming out this year. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, HBO Max has a uh, Christmas special from Carrie Underwood. Um, I, I really don't know. There wasn't a whole lot. Uh, NBC's doing a holiday celebration of The Voice. Um, I mean, usually at year-end anyway, even in normal years, they don't usually rela- release like new television series or anything at the end of the year people want to watch things that they're you know comfortable with and you know all that kinds of stuff like they don't mind new stuff as long as it's christmas related yeah that's true yeah there's so you know christmas things are not going to be like full series worth of stuff no they're just not Um, so a lot of the networks release like all of the Christmas specials of like a specific series that's been going on. Yeah, that, that, Bob's Burgers always has like 
Thanksgiving episodes and Christmas episodes, and that's, that's I've always enjoyed like the holiday episodes of TV shows, and I find that you don't get that when everything is dropped all at the same time on like Netflix and stuff like that. Yeah, that that is true. Anything that you it's designed to be binged is usually because they don't know when you're going to watch it. Right. And so it just seems kind of canned. Yeah. I don't know. I I miss that. Like I I enjoy holiday like Brooklyn 99 and it has all their holiday stuff. Yeah. All their heists and everything. Yes. Um, and even when it aired after the holidays, they still did their holiday stuff. Yeah. And I mean, there's nothing truly keeping things like Netflix from doing that. I'm just sure that their metric shows that those shows don't get as much view as they, as you think they do. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I like holiday specials. I'm with you. I don't know. Then there, the Netflix put out put out that uh, Dash and Lily show, which is just a Christmas show in itself. So I suppose you can do like Christmas and holiday themed series. Well, which um, is it? Do you know, are they not doing it or are they doing it? I'm trying to back you, but I, no, I need not. you to take it. <laughs> I'm saying like individual episodes in a series so are hard to do when you're binging. But an entire I mean, series that is a holiday um, You're just kind of theme. argumentative at this point, Gino, and I, I don't appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, way to call me out while we're recording. I'm just trying to be supportive of you and your stance on the lack of, you know, holiday specials. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, oh, well, but Netflix is doing this, this, and this. <laughs> and in fact, you know, Netflix is coming out with, you know, a Christmas movie called Angela's Christmas Wish. It and is. all kinds of other stuff. And, you know, fuck you, John, for your opinion. And <laughs> quite frankly, Gino, I don't need that language and I don't need that uh, I don't need that, uh, venom in your voice. So okay. you can just take it down a notch. All right. And uh, otherwise, I will never watch the internship with you again. <laughs> uh, so we'll move on to streaming movies because there's lots of those. Um, if I can remember what most of these are, uh, Angela's Christmas Wish on Netflix is a Christmas movie, um, uh, about a girl. I, I think this takes place like early 1900s. Oh, really? Like, like, cause they, they showed people like getting on boats that are like Titanic sort of boats. Like that sort of time period. And like... Okay. Um, girl's dad is working in Australia and she wants him to come home and, um, I don't know. She's, they try to like buy a train ticket to Australia and kids. Wait, where is she at? Uh, I think they're in like Europe. Okay. Trains, as far as I remember, don't go to (laughs) Australia or Europe. (laughs) Right. That's, that's why it's funny. All right, so is this a live-action thing? Has it got anybody I knew? Um, I believe it is live-action. Um, it's it's not. It's animated. Oh, it's, okay. It's a, it's a very realistic-looking animation. All right, I want everybody out there listening. See, 
what Gino tried to do to me right there. He wanted me to say, oh, good, because live-action Christmas movies are the best. And he was going to be like, actually, it's animated, John. <laughs> All of the best Christmas movies are animated. Polar Express, The Grinch, The Grinch. Um, it is animated. You know, Angela's Christmas Wish. All of the best are. And so I, I don't need your mind games, Gino. <laughs> I really don't. All, All right, right, so it's animated, so it's probably nobody I know. Yeah, no, there's, I don't think there's anybody big in this. Okay. Um, and that's on Netflix. There's also uh, Mank, which is a biopic centering on screenwriter Herman J. Mankovic, Mankovic, something? Mankovic. Mankovich. Manklovich? Mankovich. Something? I don't know. Yeah. yeah, the last part of that, is, it's pronounced Vich. But it's L-E-W-I-C-Z? Yes. Okay. Fair enough. I don't know how to pronounce things. But uh, it's set in the 1930s. It's from uh, David Fincher. Yeah, uh, he was one of the guys that wrote uh, Citizen Kane, right? Yes. He is. Stars Which Gary is Oldman in... as, as Mankiewicz. Oh, wow. I mean, Gary Oldman is good in just about anything. Yes. I mean, this doesn't sound like my thing, but obviously Gary Oldman's sign, uh, in it, and, you know, it's it's not going to be bad. So this, this actually is in the theaters currently, I think? Or supposed to be sure. as of, like, the 13th? Um, okay, and then is going is going to be on Netflix, starting on the fourth. That's because they wanted to get it some Oscar. Yeah, I mean, but, I see why they're trying to do that, but I think even the Oscars have announced out they're not going to hold to the. You had to have a full theatrical run to be eligible. Um, let's see here. HBO Max has a movie called Let Them All Talk, which, um, stars Meryl Streep with, uh, Candace Bergen and Diane Weist. Wow, that's a pretty big cast. They play, uh, Meryl Streep's an author who reunites with her old friends on a cruise. And, uh, her nephew comes along and, um, has some sort of romantic interaction with, like, her, um, like her, uh, I don't know, her agent or her... Assistant. Editor or something. Okay. Book person. Her book person. Yes. And, um, I don't know. And hijinks is new, but it's a, okay. it's a drama comedy. So, um, I don't know. There's, there's, Oh, that means Meryl Streep will be dying at some point in this. She's getting together with her old friends because she has cancer. Probably. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm calling it. She's got cancer. Ooh, ooh, and so does the assistant. They got cancer together by reading a book. <laughs> uh, then Amazon Prime has a movie called I'm Your Woman, 
Yes, you are, Gino. <laughs> uh, which uh, has um, let's see here, Rachel Broshanin, Brosnahan, Brosnahan, Brosnahan. I, I don't know how to pronounce her name at all. I'm very bad with names today. Yeah, um, I'm bad with names every day, so don't worry about it. Anyway, she plays a woman on the run with her infant child after the disappearance of her criminal husband. Okay. Um, Isn't she the the woman in The Marvelous Miss Maisel? Yes. Okay. I've not seen that. I've heard nothing but good things, so good for her. Yes, this note here says, With the next season of The Marvelous Ms. Maisel delayed by COVID, those in need of their yearly Rachel Brochon and Brochon, whatever, fix can get it with this thriller from writer-director Julia Hart. Okay, cool. Uh, this is also going to get a theatrical release beginning on December 4th. Uh, and it comes out on Prime Video on the 11th. Okay. Uh, Netflix has a movie called The Prom. Is it a horror movie? Uh, no. It is a musical. Uh, it's an adaptation of the Broadway musical starring Meryl Streep, Nicole Kidman, James Corden, uh, Andrew Rannells, uh, Keegan-Michael Keegan Key, and Kerry Washington. Okay, that's quite the cast. Yeah, it is. Uh, I've seen the trailer for it a number of times on like TV actually, and uh, it looks very musically. <laughs> okay. Uh, but that comes to Netflix on the eleventh. I believe it's also getting a theatrical release. Huh. And then um, let's see here. Disney has a movie called Safety. Which is a based on a true story drama about a Clemson football player who raises his 11 year old brother on campus. Oh, I think I've heard about this, like via like Reddit or something like that. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about it, but uh, this is a uh, movie on Disney Plus. Okay, so it's definitely a feel good movie. Yes. Okay. Um. Apple TV Plus has a animated movie called Wolf Walkers. Okay. Um, I'm is... sorry, that sounds like a horrible title. Does it? Yeah. Did I just say it poorly? I don't know. What no, 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 no. I think you said it just fine. It just sounds awful, like Wolf Walkers. It's like I just imagine dog walkers, but instead they're walking a bunch of wolves, like you know, like oh, okay, pounds. Timber wolves. No, it's it's about a hunter who um, encounters a girl who is raised by wolves. Okay. And is it uh, live action or animated? Uh, it's animated. Okay. Uh, it's done by the same people who did um, what was that movie? Uh, Song of the Sea. Oh, I'm not. I, you know what? That's come up a couple of times here recently, and I feel like I need to watch that with my family. Yeah, and it's the same kind of animation as that. Is it you that recommended that? 
Maybe. I saw it. Okay. I, I think somebody else, maybe on my Facebook or something along those lines, had recommended it or being like one of their favorite movies or something. I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, I'll have to check this out then. Wolf Walkers and Song of the Sea. And then um, I was going through this as we were talking, and I noticed there's another movie here called Godmothered, mm-hmm. uh, which has uh, Isla Fisher and Julian Bell. It's a Disney holiday comedy about a fairy godmother trainee. Okay. And that's on And hilarity ensues, I'm sure. Yeah. I... I have not watched the trailer for it, so I, I don't know anything else about it. Um, I, Isla Fisher, she's the like she's the poor woman, like Amy Adams, right? Um, yes. Like Wedding Crashers, and yes. she was also in um, Now, now You See, see Me. me. Yeah. 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 Okay, she's all right. Is she the is she the fairy godmother trainee? Probably. Okay. That sounds like something that... Eh, that sounds cute. I bet you that's something my kids would like. Yeah. It, probably. And it's on Disney Plus, so you know it's going to be... Kid-friendly. Yeah, it's, it's probably fine. Um, and that's it for streaming movies... Um, yeah. I, I mentioned the ones that are coming to theaters. So yeah, yeah, you mentioned all the ones that are covering the theaters. So we got that covered. All right, so I guess we should move on to what we're watching. Yeah, yeah, let's get to what we're watching. What have you been watching? Oh, uh, let's see. I watched the uh, South Park Christmas special. There's a Christmas special. Yeah, have you not seen it? I watched the the pandemic special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the Christmas special. Oh, okay. And you know what? Here in Colorado, I think it would actually be that that easy to legalize cocaine. Maybe. Yeah, we're 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 all for that kinds of stuff. Like, just go ahead and just give us our vices. So the Christmas special was last year. Okay, well, I watched the, the the one where they legalize cocaine. Which is the Christmas special last year. That was last year? Yep. Okay, There's well, that's what I watched. pandemic special, which is where uh, um, they're, 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 he's having a pandemic special on Tegarty Weed. And... Um, and it and you find out where COVID came from. Oh, okay. Well, no, I've not seen that. So that apparently wasn't available on HBO Max. So it is. I watched it on HBO Max. Well, I didn't see it available. <laughs> Fair enough. So that's bullshit. So have you have you been enjoying HBO Max since you can watch it I have, on the Fire actually, Stick? Me and the kids have been watching HBO Max a lot. Yeah, uh, like. There, there are a number of things on it that I'm surprised that I was like, oh, I'm glad I have this. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if I've watched anything that's specifically related to HBO. 
Right. But I've been watching a fair amount of stuff. Um, actually, just tonight, me and Sarah, we watched uh, Barry, the next episode of that. Yeah, that is an HBO show. It is. It's an HBO original, so, you know. And we're enjoying that. It's good. It's funny. Um, but the kids have been watching Ben 10, which was a Cartoon Network series. Okay. And they're really liking that. Although, I do have to say that if you search things for kids, it'll come up with things that are like Adult Swim as well. Oh. Like Squidbillies and Metalocalypse and other stuff. I wonder if they have a... Here, I can add a kid. Oh, I'd have to create a pin. I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. Because <laughs> um, like, I was searching. like I just went to their kid selection for series. And I was like, oh, some of these are very much not appropriate. And like, uh, it included Batwoman. Which I realize is a television series, but it's got a lot of, you know, violence and adult themed stuff, a lot of sexual stuff and everything. Like, that's not exactly what I would consider, you know, for the kids. Right. Just because it's about comic book characters doesn't mean that it's uh, immediately appropriate. So, you know, so if your kids do have access to HBO Max, just be careful. They might have access to stuff that you're not intending. Yeah. I'm well, I want to see if like, the kids profile is better, but, but uh, it's fine. It's fine. I'm not going to add a pin that we have to put in every time we want to watch something. So no, no, it's no, that's fine. Like my kids are always really good. Like they always ask before they watch anything, and it's it's not an issue for me. I'm okay. just saying, like people out there that you know just let right. the kids go and do. They they might be watching stuff that you're not intending for them to watch on HBO max. Unlike, you know, Disney plus and Netflix and everything else. Gotcha. Uh, let's see here. I watched the CBS show be positive. Okay. That we talked about before it has, um, Thomas Middleditch. Yeah. Where he needs a kidney and he runs into somebody he went to high school with. who's all like, Oh, I'll give you a kidney. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it turns out, like, she's, like, into, like, drugs and alcohol and stuff, and he needs her to be clean for three months before she can give him his kid, give him the kidney. Oh, And okay. so, like, he's he's trying to help her get her life back together. So oh, at the end kidney. of the season, because it's a series, right? Yep. At the end of the season, he'll get the transplant, but she will need a liver transplant. Huh. There is a scene where she's like, she's like, um, he's like, uh, I need, I, I can't remember how it started, but she's like, she's like, I got what you need right here and points like to the right side on the front. And he's all like, uh, that's your liver. And she's like, oh, <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I bet you that's what it is. That she's going to need a liver, and so the next season's going to be about him finding a donor for her or something. I don't know. I wonder if they've planned that out. <laughs> this it's not it's not the best show. Okay. Like I've watched like two episodes, and I haven't gotten back to it. 
There's been like four or five. Um, okay. I mean, it's a it's a comedy from the the people who did Big Bang Theory and um, yeah, Two and a Half Men and Chuck Lorre, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. It's got a pedigree, but it's it's still kind of I don't know. It's not that good. Yeah, it, it doesn't sound like the plot itself has that much longevity. So right, you know, we'll we'll see where it goes. Um, have you been watching The Mandalorian? I watched an episode, the first episode. Okay, of the Mandalorian. yeah, we talked about that last time. You haven't watched anymore. Yeah. Okay. It's it's been pretty good. It's it's moving along finally. Yeah, I, I mean, I've heard things via the news. I mean, it's impossible to not be spoiled by things. Like, right. I'm aware that Rosario Dawson is a character. Yep. And, like, Baby Yoda has a name. Yes. And, you know, all that kinds of stuff. But I don't know. I just, I have to get a certain feel for it to be in, like, you know. Okay. Yeah, we we watch it every week while we're, while we're eating our tie on Friday nights. Oh, yeah. Friday night tie. I'm cool with that. It's it's tie day. Tie day. So what you watching, tie day? <laughs> um, let's see. We finished season seven of uh, Taskmaster. Oh, yeah. So how's that? It was good. Um, and uh, who was the one? The, the one chick one. Uh, um, Lisa? What's her name? Liza? No. Um, is it like Carrie something? Maybe. I don't know. The blonde girl who's like older, but not as old as. I don't know. It, it really is the best cast so far, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Hands down. I mean, I admit that I've not seen, like, you know, seven or, or eight or nine or any of that. Right. And they're on uh, 10 now. Yeah. It's Let's it's see. currently airing. Yeah. Carrie Goldman. Gold, yes. Goldman. Carrie Goldman. That's right. It was just a fantastic cast. Like, between, you know, James and Rod, Phil Wang, and even, like, because honestly, Jessica didn't do anything that big. Mm-hmm. But still, compared to a lot of other casts, she was just excellent. Yes. Like, it, it, it's to the point where Sarah and I have not come back to it because we need to give ourselves enough time. That way we can at least partially enjoy Series 8. Right. And I would recommend you do that as well. Yeah, we, we watched the last episode of 7, like... The, the day that we recorded um, the last podcast, and I uh, haven't watched any more since then. So Yeah. I, I figure I'll get to the point where I forget about it, and then I'll see it pop up on YouTube. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a thing. And then I'll come back to it, and I'll be happy. Right. Because, you know, it's going to have Alex Horn and Greg Davies. So, you know, it's yep. going to be at least entertaining in that sense. Yep. Um, um, speaking of Taskmaster, 
Um, I watched another episode of Auntie Donna's, and it is a weird show. It is. <laughs> like, this one had, um, oh, what's his name? Um, Egg? What's that? Egg? Yeah, Egg, uh, Egg, Egg Helms. Uh, Egg Helms. <laughs> and that was, that was just weird. It was, it was all very weird. I like it. It's just, it's. I think I said this last time. It is the most random show that uh-huh. has a coherent storyline. Yeah. Ever. Well, each episode has a theme. They all have a theme, and everything pushes the narrative on. I think I'm like but, three and a half episodes in, maybe four episodes yeah. in. Like uh, I watched I, the the um, what's it called? The Olympic episode. It's like there's the pilot episode and then there's treasure, and yeah, then there's I like treasure. the Olympic thing, and then there's dating. And I think I'm in the middle of the dating episode. Okay. Like it's so random that, like, um, you have to pay attention to follow it. You really do. It's not a. It's not a show that you can play with your phone or leave the room even. Yeah. Without like, being completely lost. Like, I was trying to, uh, like, play video games or something while watching it. It just wasn't working. <laughs> no. I, so I honestly, the, show the two episodes and I was like, I've I'll seen, come back to it later. I watched with my Oculus. <laughs> that may be a little much. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't I can't watch it, you know, with the kids around. Right, yeah. I mean, that it's is a family friendly show, but, you know, they've got standards. Um, so did that episode have the, was that the one with the, the, the phone call, the Ellen DeGeneres thing? Yes, it did. Where he kept, he kept going on this little journey that we didn't get to see. Yes. Yeah, that that was, that was, it's very weird. It's, but it's, it's funny. It's all funny. Every single skit is funny. Like, I feel as though this show was designed to be carved up and shared on things like YouTube and Facebook, you know? Yeah, probably. Well, Where you just see there's a, there's a board game bit where they're, like, teaching each other the rules for a board game. And it got posted to, um... Like the this board game Slack channel I'm in, and and I was like, it's Auntie Donna. It's like, yes. <laughs> and I commented that Auntie Donna is like the most random thing I've ever seen. And and nobody responded. <laughs> oh, I would have responded, you know. I agree with you wholeheartedly. But like, I think, I think nobody knew what Auntie Donna was. <laughs> I mean, it's. But this, like, if you didn't tell me about it, I don't think I would have picked it up. Right. No. So you, the ring to me, and I guess I've got to pass it on to somebody else. Right. It's like the brother Grimsby. Yes. Uh, Uh, We should watch that again. We should. We should watch that, you know, with our headphones, with our Oculus. That way we can, you know really enjoy those those elephant sex scenes and 
anal stuff and the ball sucking. Oh God, that movie has so much. <laughs> but I seriously, like I had my mom watch that movie. I made Gino watch that movie. Like it's, it's one of those things that you, you have to pass it on. It's, it's the video equivalent of herpes. Yeah. Not that I condone passing on sexually transmitted diseases, but when they're in video form, I'm all for it. Right. Video herpes. Yep, video herpes. A ring of herpes, if you would. Hmm. All right. Uh, we should speed up. All right. Um, I We also watched a fair amount of Adam Ruins Everything, which is also on Max. Okay. And Sarah has a thing for Adam, so she, you know, was under the covers the entire time. So she enjoyed it. <laughs> um, I also watched the very last episode of Last Week Tonight, which is good. Hopefully, they'll come back into a better world. Yeah. Hopefully. Or we'll uh, all die we, between now and then. Yeah. Well, Pharaoh might. Uh, what else you watching? Uh, I've been watching uh, The Masked Singer, and I watched another episode of I Can See Your Voice after it, and that, I Can See Your Voice is just a terrible show. Okay. Like, I don't know why, like, Becca likes it, and so we watch it, but, like, I mean, it's it's entertaining, but, like, the concept of it is just, it's not good. I mean, isn't it the voice, but... But in reverse, no, it's, in, uh, so you've got a panel of, uh, celebrities and a, uh, musical artist and yeah. they're helping a contestant try to guess whether or not, uh, people can sing. There's like six of them and you have to eliminate them one by one and hope that at the end, the person who you didn't eliminate is a good singer. And they do a duet with the the music, like with the the artist that is there, right? Yes. Okay. And um, so you get you get ten thousand dollars for every person that is a bad singer that you eliminate. And then you get to the end, and it's all like, okay, well, I can take the money that I've I've gotten, or I can go, I can risk it all and uh, see if the the person left is a good singer. And if they are, then you get $100,000. I feel as though this is also a good show where they can um, they can fake it. Maybe, yeah. Where, you know, like, uh, the producers are all like, okay, they went to take the money. We could only afford to pay out one person this season. So you're going to have to sing poorly. Maybe. You know? But, like, uh... I don't know, because they, they, they don't tell you how many good ones and how many bad ones there are, just so you don't, like, eliminate uh, all the good ones and go, oh, well, I guess I'm getting a bad one. Yeah, but, like, there's only I six just, of them, and... I just, I still think that it could be fudged, that's all. I don't know, I just, yeah, but I, I, I don't know, I think it's dumb because... Of the the whole numbers of like, because if there are six good ones and two bad ones, then I and I eliminate five of them. I mean, four good ones and two bad ones. Then I eliminate five of them. Then I'm only eliminating two bad ones, and I've only got twenty thousand dollars. 
if I if I stop at that point because I've I've eliminated what three good ones and I assume that there's only yeah, then why would I I don't know. It's just the numbers are weird and it yeah. makes the show weird to me. Yeah, I, I got you. Um I watched the first episode of Moonbase Eight. Oh, okay, yeah. And it so is how was that? Very awkward, and it is not my type of comedy at all. Okay, uh, it's like a uh, Space Force, right? But uh, uh, it's um, people in a um, like a a testing environment to go to the moon in the desert. Uh-huh. And it's got um, John C. Riley, and um, can't remember who else. But it also has um, oh, uh, it's got um, what's his face from Saturday Night Live and uh, Fred Armisen. Okay. And uh, it also for the first episode it has um, uh, what's his face. Uh, from you know the Super Bowl winning Kansas City Chiefs, um, Travis Casey. Okay. And and they do this whole yeah NASA's doing a crossover thing with the the NFL to promote unity or something and and he dies in the first episode. <laughs> and, um, spoilers, but. Um, is that like a running gag that they have where they have like a special guest on kind of like, uh, um, the grand tour? No, like, I think it was just for the first episode. Okay. Cause like, then they just go back to leaving in their, their normal, like living on a moon base kind of life, even after he dies. But like, they... He dies in an accident, and then they're all like, "Well, we got to report it." It's like, or we could cover it up. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, there were some funny bits, but it's 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 really awkward. And it's just not my type of funny. Okay, I might check it out. I don't know. It's a Showtime show. Well, then I won't. Okay. <laughs> um. Let's see here. We're both up to date on last week tonight. I've been yep. watching Bob's Burgers. I watched tonight's episode earlier tonight. Uh, did you watch any Animaniacs? No, I haven't. Okay, I'm like five or six episodes in. I've got um, I've got a pre-screen at least the first episode. Yeah, you do. And then I think we'll watch it with the family if it's okay, and if not, then I don't know. We'll probably won't see it. Like, there's a lot of pop culture to it. Yeah, and I'm not too worried about that, but the thing is also, ZZ and Violet both are really at that age where they're question- if they don't understand something, they immediately ask a question. Mm. And there might be some things where it's like, yeah, I just don't want to have that conversation right now. Right. You know? So I'll, I'll pre-screen the, the first episode and just kind of see how that is. Yeah, that makes sense. But Sarah really is a big fan of the Animaniacs, and I've enjoyed them, so it, it sounds like something that would work. I just, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to pre-screen. Like, there are there are things like, 
Like, there's a pinky in the brain bit with Edward Snowden. Okay. And oh, so, so it's, it's very timely pop culture stuff. Yeah. Like, it was written in 2018, it says. So, yeah. like... like I, I don't know. Even then, that's kind of pushing it, isn't it? Like, for, for Edward Snowden? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a... It's Edward Snowden in exile, and they're like, they they they're trying to uh, get into the NSA, and they're they need his expertise. Um, yeah, he he released that information in 2013, so that's that's a five year old joke. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It it pays off pretty well. Um. So you can, uh, let's see here. It's all on Hulu, um, but it's broken up nicely um, into like segments. There's like the main first segment, and then Pinky in the Brain, and then like a smaller second s- segment, and then that's the okay. the episode. And so you could you could do segment by segment. Yeah. And say, all right, this one's okay to watch, and this one's not, but. I don't know. That sounds like a pain. Yeah, that sounds like too much work. But I'll I'll, I'll pre-screen. Don't worry, I will. Um. Let's see here. What else? I watched the new Saved by the Bell. Oh, how's that? I don't know who it's for. Um. Okay. <laughs> like, is it for like Sarah, somebody who watched the show religiously when they were a kid? Um. I don't know. I really don't know. Like, I watched it a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, like, more than the pilot might be good, but the pilot was weird. Okay. Um, I don't know. It's all about, so, like, Zach Morris is the, the, uh, governor of California at that point. And he's shutting down public schools because he needed to do tax cuts. And uh, one of the uh, news people are like, why don't you just combine the schools you shut down with the schools that have high property taxes? And he's like, okay, we'll do that. And so like, one of the schools that was shut down gets merged with Bayside and you've got... Um, like poor students that are in and Bayside's like she's like how do I get my one of the students is like how do I get my books and Zach's like oh you just take your tablet and you tap it against the thing it's all like bloop bloop and it's the most difficult thing ever (laughs) and and she's like I don't have a tablet and I don't know so there's that bit and like the the Bayside characters are a little over the top Sure. And I don't know. It's it's a weird show. Okay. Like it's not it's not terrible, but it's it's just I don't know who it's for. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll figure that out by the end of the series. I might I might watch another episode just to see. But yeah. I probably won't. <laughs> but that's on Peacock. Okay. Which I don't believe is available on the Fire Stick. 
<laughs> no, it is not. Uh, let's see. I've been watching as a family. I've been watching some Forged in Fire. The kids like to watch that stuff. Okay. Uh, we also have been watching Ultimate Beastmaster. Yeah. Uh, both these things on Netflix. Is this is there a new Ultimate Beastmaster? Yeah, there's. It's the it's the third season. Okay. Did that come out recently. Uh, Re- recently. Recently. Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I think it's a few months old. Like okay. I think it came out over the summer. Oh, okay. Um, but it's it's good. It's just if you enjoyed the Ultimate Beastmaster or you know American Ninja Warrior or any of that kinds of stuff, it's good. Um, the girls are always disappointed because the the it's not really set up for women to win. Like in general, yeah. you just have to have massive amounts of upper body strength. Okay. Um, and so they're always upset when the women don't make it. Um, but we enjoy it. We enjoy any kind of competition like that. We also watch the Who Was show. I have no um, idea what it, this is. It's a kid show, but it's like giving out information. Like the first episode, it's about Ben Franklin and uh, and Mahatma Gandhi. Okay. And so it's like got like musical things. Like there's a rap battle. There's, uh, you know, it's like all kinds of interesting facts about them. Little skits involving their characters. I don't know. It's it's kind of cute. It reminds me of like all's that. Uh, all, I'm not all's that. All that from uh-huh. Nickelodeon. Okay. Do you remember that? Yeah. But like it's it's specifically about historical figures. Okay. Where you and find it's that? Like, at? They're, like they're all played by ki- kids. It's on Netflix. Okay. And it's cute. Like we watched the first one, and the kids were actually, you know, when I said, "Oh, Benjamin Franklin," you know, he he discovered electricity. And they're like, oh, and then, like, in the next scene, they're talking about the whole kite thing. Like, oh, Daddy knew about that. And I'm like, yes, I did. I know <laughs> I, I know just enough about these famous people <laughs> so that I can make it seem like I'm smart to my kids. Nice. Um, yeah, and so that's that's all I've been watching. Oh, and I've also watched a lot of Metalocalypse. Okay. Which I enjoy their death metal so much. And the the episodes are just so funny and random and weird. Like, did you ever watch much of it? No, I've never I've never seen any of it. It's I mean I watched this on uh, HBO Max, mm-hmm. uh, but it's originally a Cartoon Network series or not Cartoon Adult Swim series, and it's about this death metal group who is like the end all be all of celebrities. And at every one of their concerts, like, they always have, like, a bunch of casualties. People always die around them. But, like, there, there's, like, it, it's possible that they're bringing about the end of the world. And they just don't know it. Because they're just a dumb band that are always drunk and high. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It's just, it's really funny and random. And I, I like it so much. And so I'm watching the entire series. Oh, wait. And I've got, I've, I had to tell the kids, do not ever watch this show it is too adult and so you know we'll see if they are like i'm an adult and they have nightmares for a month but what movies have you been watching oh i just wanted to mention that i i I made my father-in-law watch ted lasso and he watched the entire thing within like 12 hours wow yeah way to go do you have a hug afterwards (laughs) it's such a good show it is. Uh, me and Sarah, we haven't we haven't come back to it 
in a little while, but we've been watching a lot of other stuff. Okay. Well, you should finish it out. It's really good. Yeah, it's it's really good. I, I will agree with that. I'll come back to it. No worries. Uh, movies. I've been watching a fair amount of movies because that's, that's what the in-laws do is we watch movies. Um, yeah. And we watched uh, Unpregnant on was that HBO funny? Max. Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, it was pretty funny. And uh, it's got a bit of a message, which is that abortion should be widely available. Okay, yeah. I agree with that. Um, and yeah, it was pretty funny. It's, it's, it's on HBO Max, so you should you can watch it. Um, I don't know that it's... I don't know. It's probably not your type of movie. It, it's pretty funny. It's not not your type of movie, but it's not like it's not it's not your type of movie. Okay. And I don't think, um, I don't think it'd be Sarah's either. So I don't know if you'll no. watch it or not. So I mean, we both enjoy Journey movies. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I got to watch a pre-screening of a movie cool what'd you see um, sarah's work was involved with it it's uh it was funded by the national science foundation and it's picture a scientist and it's a documentary um and it's about um like the sexual discrimination of women and women of color in just the sciences okay and how they've had to come so far and they're still a long way to go but they want to they're there's they're they're actually genuinely making a change um and the thing is that you know it's one of those things where it's like okay here's this information here's this data that shows that women scientists have smaller labs have older equipment are getting less grants all this and that and typically it's just brushed off but with you know the sciences, they're all like, "Oh, you've actually presented us with hard data. We right. actually genuinely need to make a change." And there's a lot of just surprising things, and it was just really well done. Um, but we we had a pre virtual screening thing, and so we did that and watched it one day when the kids were at school, and it was good. It's a good documentary. I, I suggest picking that up whenever it does drop. I have no idea when it's going to, but you know. Okay. When it does, uh, picture a scientist. It's it's good. If you like documentaries, it's good. Um, what else are you watching? I uh, watched uh, Super Intelligence. All right, and that's the Megan, or not Megan, um, uh, Melissa. Melissa McCarthy. McCarthy. And uh, the voice of James Gordon. Okay, yeah. And, um, yeah, it, it was pretty funny. It was pretty good. Okay, um, I might be able to get Sarah to watch that sometime. Yeah, probably. She likes it. It's it's pretty good. Yeah, I I can see her liking it. I guess it's a it's a Melissa McCarthy movie though, so it's a little. I don't know. It's it's not as over the top as some of her movies. Okay, well, that's not necessarily a bad thing. No, it's not. <laughs> um. We watched as a family witches on HBO Max. Yeah, saw that and was gonna watch that, and we never got around to it. Ah, it's I mean it's all right. They do a fine job with it, but it's another. It's once again, it's another one of those things where it's like I don't understand why they did the remake. Okay. 
like it doesn't do anything special other than you know changes the race but the race the race is never actually really brought up that much so i don't know but it's good it's it's good it's well done i really like uh oh what's her name um the the main witch girl um princess bride not princess bride uh princess diaries and hathaway yeah um, I really like her. I, I think she is a fantastic comedic actress. Um, I just enjoy her in any comedy movies. She just really has... It seems like she has a lot of fun in any movie that she's in. Yeah. And she was the best part of um, The Hustle. And I don't know. Like I, I enjoyed her in just so many things. She's just She's an excellent comedic actress. She was the best part of Ocean's 8. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. What else? Um, I watched Love and Monsters, which we talked about before. It was good. Yeah, I liked that. I liked it. Um, I was expecting it to be a lot worse than what it actually was. Yeah, but it does seem kind of like B movie, and it was it was pretty good. Like the way that they did the monsters and everything, and like presented all this stuff, it was really well done. And I don't know. I genuinely enjoyed the main character. Like he starts off kind of whiny and everything, and he kind of grew on me. And I I don't know. I think they set it up so that, like a television series or another movie can be made for sure. It's it's one of those things where they created a universe where it's like I'm actually interested in this universe. Um. Let's see here. What else have you watched? Um, I have also watched uh, uh, The New Mutants, and that was really good. Was it? I, for, for as heavily pushed back as it was, yeah. I was expecting a real garbage fire, and I, I was pleasantly surprised. It's all right. It's not great, but it was definitely better than like Dark Phoenix and Age of Apocalypse. Okay. And it's supposed to be taking place during around those time. So I don't know. I, the thing is, is it's being billed as like a horror movie. And I would not put it as a horror movie whatsoever. Like it's, okay. um, it's no more scary than like the witches, I guess. Okay. Like there's not even really any like jump scares or anything. Like the only thing that makes it a horror movie is that you kind of, unaware of what's happening the first half of the movie, I guess. So, but I don't know. Like it's, it was fine. I liked, uh, I liked Maisie Williams. I liked, uh, all the main cast. I think she's the only name that I know. Okay. Um, but they, they all played well and everything. I, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. Cause you know, that was the last thing that Fox did. But it was all right. If you're a completionist and you're wanting to see all of the Marvel-related stuff that was, you know, pre-purchase, New Mutants isn't bad. Okay. Uh, let's see here. On Thanksgiving, we watched uh, Happiest Season. Okay, and that's is that the Kristen Stewart? Yeah. One? Okay, how was that? Uh, it was actually pretty good. Uh, it's pretty funny. Um. I don't know, it's got some, like, 
I don't know, like it, it hits you in the feels a bit, but it's it's pretty good. Cool. I might have to check that out. I I've actually um, the more I get past her Twilight <clears throat> days, the more I like Kristen Stewart. Yeah. I think that she's a I think she's a decent enough actress. And I think that she is just doing stuff that she really wants to do. And the farther she gets away from Twilight and, you know, things where she kind of was being pigeonholed into this type of character, mm-hmm. um, the, the more it's like, oh, she is actually a decent actress. And, you know, she has a pretty good comedic timing. So, you know, I might actually check that out. Um, Sarah and I sat down and watched The Shining. Okay. And uh, and it's really good. Although I have to propose, uh, like, for somebody to try and watch the movie uh, without the sound, because okay. I think that's one of the movies where the um, the soundtrack is everything. Huh. Like all of the scenes have like this eerie tone going on, or these strings, you know, and like there's a couple scary scenes, but without that soundtrack. I don't think it's one quarter as, as much of a horror movie as what a lot of po- people put on. Okay. Um, I also watched Deadpool 2, and I was amazed at how many jokes there were about, like, Disney's going to buy Fox and, you know, um, like, talking about, like, you know, Frozen and, you know, Papa, can you hear me? Do you want to build a snowman? And just all kinds of things, like just jokes about them being in Fox or, you know, oh, that's Marvel or we're not part of that universe yet. And just all kinds of like little things. And, oh, I watched the the um, the PG-13 version of it. And I, I don't think you lose too much with that. I think it was decent enough. If that's the way Disney takes it, it wouldn't be the worst thing. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Are we going to talk about the other thing we watched? <laughs> That's up to you. Um, uh, we'll, we'll do it on the next one because we're, okay. we're already like an hour and 42 minutes here. So, okay. We'll carry that over. So we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up then. How about that? Yep. All right. So, uh, this has been episode 75 of media Monday show. If you like this one, uh, you could reach out to us at uh, MediaMondayShow at gmail.com. And, uh, like I always do when I yeah. hear And uh, you can also find us on Facebook, Media Monday Show. Uh, we have, I think, a Twitter account, uh, so you can tweet at us. I don't think either of us know what the password is or, you know, doing anything with it. But, you know, it's there. Um. Yeah, and you can leave us a message at message.mediamondayshow.com. Is that a thing? Yep. Is that right? I always forget what the website is, but yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And do we have any emails? Uh, it looks like YouTube has changed their terms of service. Ooh, let's read that. <laughs> we're All right, uh, well, receiving this email uh, because we're like updating the terms uh, of service. If you have anything you want to talk to us about, if you have anything that we should be seeing or... Anything that we need to watch, let us know, and we'll get on that. Yep. All right. Well, thank you all, and uh, see you in two weeks. In two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.